Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one Detective Kenner Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Trees, and I have an earache. Colleen, how are you? I have a toothache. Wow, we're we're going to try to make this quick then. Cause do you actually have a toothache? <laughs> no, or are you I just don't trolling? actually. No, you. I don't. No, Jeez, I do not. this woman. I tried um, to I tried to compliment your your pain. It, it didn't go well because yeah, I'm, I'm actually actual genuine. Pain. Yeah. So um, yeah, we'll but, try to make this quick because uh, like headphones probably are very painful right now. For yeah, you. that's not great. Um, what was bad was when I kept trying to call you, but your internet was out, and then it was going like <laughs> this really annoying Skype um, tone, and it was really killing my ear. But yeah, we were playing we're phone here. tag. It's like miss call from Tyler, miss call from <laughs> Colleen for like ten minutes. So we're here talking about episode two hundred seven, the deduction that was too good. Um, this originally aired on September eleventh, two thousand. Obviously, the most notable thing to occur on that date was uh, the deduction that was too good airing. Obviously, if you don't know that that date is meant for this episode, then. I don't know where you've been for the last Yeah, in Japan, years. when somebody asks, what were you doing when 9-11 happened? And they, they go, well, I was watching the deduction. That was too good, obviously. Come on. Yep. Ask any Japanese person. No, I'll say that. Um, And I'll say this, more like the episode that wasn't too good. Huh? Uh. How about that? I thought this episode yep. was kind of shit. <laughs> I... It was it was okay. But I also had an earache, so I might just be being negative. But um I did not enjoy it <laughs> while my ear was hurting. Um so the kind of hint here was cassette tape. And there is a cassette tape here. It's a good hint. That's good right. on you can. Kind of says, Make sure you listen well today. It's a unique mystery that you can only find on Conan. It's true. How ironic that Conan's telling you to listen well and you have an earache. It's like don't mock yeah. him, Conan. Screw you, Conan. Um, The episode begins with Ron carrying a drunk Kogura home from a train station, impressed by her, you know, upper body strength. I was. This is probably one of the best parts of the episode. Yeah, so Conan finds a flyer in Kogura's pocket, and it turns out that he went to an all-you-can-eat-and-drink event from 8 to 10 p.m. What a good deal. I've I've heard of all-you-can-eat. I never knew you could... They threw that in with booze as well. Yeah, this place is pretty popular, I would suspect. Kegura says, I only drank three bottles of beer and ate five plates of appetizers. But he's, like, completely plastered, so it had to be more. Yeah, because Kogoro has a higher limit than that, for sure. So if, if he downplayed, like, the beer that much, how many appetizers do you think he actually ate? Oh, double that. Ten. Ten plates. Oh, wow. So, they then see a glass window break at a nearby apartment, and a young lad named Takayuki Iri uh, calls out from another window, and he says, Hey, housemate, don't be throwing things, you dork, Nakamoto. Because <laughs> that's how you talk to your roommate. Yeah. Hey, housemate. <laughs> hey, housemate. He doesn't actually say that. That's just my bad notes, but... um. He was oh, equally no. as lame, though. <laughs> That's your version of the event. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they get into a tussle, and Kogar is like, I gotta stop it. 
I'm going to get in there. So he starts stumbling around. And he nearly falls down because he's a drunk. And that's when an old man appears with a dog. And he's like, ha, ah, they always fight like that. Don't worry. Cute what do you dog. think about this dog? Yeah. I think it was a Shiba Inu. Yeah, it was either a Shiba or uh, the bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> one of them there, An dogs. Akita? Yeah, one of those. It didn't really, like, the colors seemed, like, off. Too dark. Off-brand yeah. Shiba, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was nighttime. Sorry, I don't, I don't feel good, so this episode's going to be a mess. Um, The next day, they would go to check the apartment, because they didn't feel good about things. They're like, sure it sounded like that guy was going to kill his roommate. We better show back up. And uh, whoopsie-doo-daisy, uh, Aerie's dead, and there's a knife sticking out of his chest. And Kegaro, he checks out the, the apartment, and Megger, he's just there, and he's like, oh, this guy again. <laughs> that was hilarious. Bad things happen around you, Kogoro. And it's this true. is legitimately like it wasn't like Kogoro wasn't even there when Meguri arrived. Kogoro like came later, so Meguri's just like, Yeah. Go away. <laughs> yeah, mid investigation and uh Kogoro's like, if only that old man didn't stop us, we could have saved a life. And then Kogoro apologizes to Meguri. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm so you got to do with this murder because I messed up. It's okay, Kogro. You were—he was drunk too. Like, what was he gonna do? Hey, he was doing his job as a detective, man. Cool guy. So they all return back to Kogro's uh, detective agency, and that's when a man rushes in and he asks for Kogro's help. His name is Hiroshi Nakamoto, and he says he used to work with Eri. And Kagura remembers that Nakamoto was the name and the person that Eri was arguing with that night. So he instantly thinks he's a murderer. And Nakamoto says that while he's a police suspect, he wasn't even home last night, so he's actually innocent. And he has an amazing alibi here. He says, <laughs> I'm not a murderer because I was trying to murder somebody else. Okay, so I also found this super weird. <laughs> I'm not a murderer, I'm just an attempted murderer. How can There's your alibi difference. be attempted murder? Like, fact is, he didn't go through <laughs> with it, but he was still thinking about it. And, like, they have no, like, does, okay, so talk, speaking about Kogoro's job as a detective, does he not have any obligations to tell Megari this? I wonder if this was, like, a bad translation or something because like they they they're awfully nonchalant about him like admitting to like this murder conspiracy yeah like kogoro doesn't look happy but he's also not rushing over to the phone to tell anybody about this yeah it's very weird i wonder if like yeah i don't know they don't i don't i don't see anything on the wiki that goes into the uh professor here sadly but you know so i was like is this um, like like detective client confidentiality he just does I, I, they're just all cool with it 
I mean, he even mentions that, like, in front of Megary, like, in the last scene, that he, oh, I wasn't there, I was trying to kill the guy, come on. <laughs> and they're all just cool about it. I don't know, I, I think the subs are off or something, I don't know. But anyhow, uh, Nakamoto says that them fighting that night was a tape that Eri used to make people believe he was there. Um, and he says, why would Eri do such a thing? Well... It was because I, so I could hide and spy on our professor in his house, waiting for the chance to kill him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great so alibi, dude. His his fake alibi was that he was fighting with his housemate. <laughs> like, where is this guy getting his ideas from? Yeah, so Nakamoto claims that the professor was stealing their research results and presenting it as his own. Although we knew what he was doing, there was nothing we could do about it, so he decided to murder him and make it look like a random burglary. Like, this is premeditated shit, homie. <laughs> Why are you admitting to this? This guy's probably the most scumbagish of all scumbags on the show. However, uh, Eri couldn't go through with it, and the professor wasn't there when he went to his house that day. He waited for him uh, in the library for an hour and then returned home at 11 p.m. He says yesterday was his turn to watch the professor's house, but it seems that he was eating at a restaurant. I don't know why my professor would lie about being home at that time. I like how he blames <laughs> the professor. He's like, I can't believe that guy lied. I was just trying to kill him. Right. Yes. Who here is the worst? Like, the bigger villain. Can you believe this scumbag is lying about going to dinner? I was only trying to kill him. He's probably lying because weirdos are standing in his library <laughs> trying to kill him. Right? He's been noticing, like, his ex-students. Like, oh, I better get away from those guys. Also, it's his turn. So, like, every night, like, he would switch places with his roommate and, like, like, whichever one had luck that night was going to be the one to kill him. Yeah, did they have two tapes? Like, one for the other person to play when it was his turn? <laughs> it's yeah, so his stupid. so iffy. <laughs> this whole case is stupid. So, um, Nakamoto <laughs> says the tape was no longer at their apartment, and he believes the murderer took it. Conan says the agency's reputation will be improved if Kogura solves the case, so Kogura decides to take it. He begins searching a nearby trash can, and he finds it, like, shockingly quickly. It's the first trash can he, <laughs> he checks. It's right next to the apartment. And then Takagi comes out of nowhere. And he's like, I'll be taking that evidence. <laughs> Where did he come from? And then he was Kogoro following was like, Kogoro? Yeah, and Kogoro's like, um, no, I'll let you take it. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it was like... <laughs> Some weird standoff between Takagi and Kagura. You'll be Such taking losers. it on my terms, Takagi. So it turns out the voice is the same on the tape, and Nakamoto was telling the truth. Nakamoto wonders why the professor lied, and Kagura believes he might be the true culprit. Nakamoto says the professor must have found out that they were spying on his house, and he must have been eavesdropping. And then Takagi's like, found a wiretap. <laughs> Everything's just falling into place. Yeah, what do you think about this narrative device where the suspect just, like, gives a bunch of, like, theories and then they all pan out? Oh, it was completely sus. Maybe, like, the first minute of his 
introduction, I believed him. And then as all these things started trickling in, I was like, yeah, there, there's no way that this guy is actually innocent. Uh, Kenny then has a realization after Nakamoto mentions that Inspector Megary told him that Kogura met an old man last night walking his dog. Kenan says they should wait for the police to come to them, and then the little bugger sneaks off to set some plans in motion off screen. Yeah, if only we had the detective boys around to complain about it, because he's always uh, doing that with this them. Conan. He's a glory hog. <laughs> he just wants to solve the mystery. So, Kogoro gives his deduction to Meguri, and Conan then returns, and he knocks out Kogoro with his uh, ri- uh, wristwatch. Is it a watch? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I think so. Uh, he tells Kogoro, no, he tells uh, Meguri to wait via the bow tie, and says he knows who the real killer is. And this is going to shock you, Colleen. It's the one new character in the in the episode that's alive. <laughs> no and it's not way. the old man. Well, I guess it is the old man walking the dog, technically. Oh, big twist. Plot twist. How is so. it not the professor who has only been shown to us through flashbacks up till now? Yeah, we don't even see the professor. <laughs> um, so it turns out that Nakamoto's story is just a lie. Uh, the tape part is true, but two people lied. Nakamoto made a mistake while trying to frame his professor. And all of Nakamoto's statements were meant to lead Kogoro to the wrong deduction, as it was actually Nakamoto that stabbed Eri. I like how he's... He had mentioned, like, I know the true killer, everything Nakamoto said was a lie, and then there's still a big gasp when he's like, and the killer is Nakamoto. Like, who else is it gonna be there? Yeah. Um, so the two were living in the same apartment, so there's no need to tap the phone line. Also, it doesn't make sense that they found the tape outside a fast food restaurant the next day as its garbage is picked up every morning, so it should have been long gone. Nakamoto says, man, Kogoro, your story is crazy. What are you talking about? And he's like, wait, I have a witness. And then we just see this woman (laughs) who doesn't even get a title card. Poor queen. Uh, uh, But fans of the show will know it's uh, Azusa... Inamoto, the Cafe Poirot employee, who um, never becomes like a big character, but she has like a reoccurring role going forward. Right. We haven't really seen her much so far yet, right? Mm, no, maybe once or twice, like Max, but uh, I feel like there are cases coming up when they're hanging out at the cafe more often. Yeah, she's uh she'll appear in the uh, spinoff show, uh, Zero's Tea Time. Oh, that'll be fun. Because C- Zero works at the uh, at the cafe, cafe Poirot. I didn't even know that. See, I'm so yeah, far behind. They flirt a bit. Yay! Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> but I don't think uh, I think uh, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna hook up. Let's see. She originally appeared. She's been in. She's been in twenty-four episodes of the anime, if you will. Her first appearance was episode one fifty-two, the mysterious old man disappearance case. That's the one where she like Ron on wrote on the foggy bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that a manga case? 
No. <laughs> TV original. Okay, so... And this was a TV original, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So this was her second appearance in the anime. So is this like a Takagi situation where Azusa was created in the anime? No, I think they're just adding her to like anime original episodes and she was already in the manga. But okay. I could be wrong. Let me look. Let me see when this case came. Oh, it doesn't say. I don't know. Who can say, Colleen? Who, who has time <laughs> for research? Not me. Uh, funny enough, her first like manga appearance is for The Client Full of Lies, which could have just been this episode's <laughs> name. That, that sounds exactly like what's going on. It's a good episode, though. I remember this one. So... She'll appear in uh, episode 220, and she won't appear again until episode 350. Like, it's funny with uh, Conan, you're expected to remember these characters Mm -hmm. that show around every, like, 100 episodes for an appearance. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's that's the Cafe Poirot worker. And it's like, why do you know (laughs) this? You're not normal. Well, it doesn't help that she doesn't even look like she usually does in this episode. Like, I'm pretty sure her character design is different. Um, yeah, but well, the, it'll be interesting the, to see how she looks in the yeah. next time. Yeah, for sure. The uh, other classic example of the whole, like, you're expected to uh, remember characters from episodes past is, uh, I can't even remember his name, Dr. Ar- I can't remember. Arad. Arad, yeah. yeah. He, like, show like, he's... A- you know, in this one case, and then he becomes super important later on, and you're just like, who is this guy again? Yeah, it's wild, and the series just continues to do that stuff, where it's <laughs> like, oh, you didn't remember this character from... I mean, it's easier with the manga, because, you know, anime has so many anime originals, although, in this case, the anime originals are making her more prominent, weirdly enough, but, like, Otherwise, they're just kind of filling a lot of space for you to forget people. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, um, uh, Nak- yeah, so she arrives, Azusa does, um, and it turns out that Nakamoto needed a detective for his trick to work, which is why he placed a flyer in Kogoro's mailbox with an ad for the all you can eat and drink special. So it's his fault that Kogoro got drunk that night. Yeah. Um, when that came up, I was just like, did he even double check that the restaurant was going to have that promotion that night? And like, I mean, what the funniest part is that he banked on it so hard. Yeah. <laughs> he needed to make sure. Like, how did he know that Kogoro was definitely going to this place? Like, did he know he was like a drunk? Like, how did he get this info? I'm thinking he knew Kogoro is a drunk, but. Like, I don't think this is a place that Kogoro frequents. Is the flyer was just delivered to him, right? It wasn't to the rest of the neighbors in yeah. that building. I don't even know if Kogoro has neighbors, but yeah. It doesn't seem like it's a place that's nearby. Yeah, due to the special, Kogoro was sure to pass through that alleyway. Eri then acted out the scene. So Kogoro was a witness, but he had no clue he was actually setting up his own death. Ron asks why Azusa is a witness. She's like, "What? What is? Why do you bring this woman in?" <laughs> and Kogoro is like, 
Well, she actually saw him place the ad in my mailbox this morning. And she does her job. She confirms it was him. And Azusa says she saw it while she was on her way to work that morning. Because the cafe is right below the uh, detective agency. Yeah. I love how Azusa, like, just to put the final nail in the coffin, she's like, if I saw the flyer, I would be able to identify it. (laughs) And then he shows it to her. And she's like, it's it. (laughs) Character says that uh, Nakamoto's fingerprints will be found on the flyer. So he's all caught, Colleen. Yep. Like, at this point, most of the culprits are like, okay, you got me. I've been bad, but not Nakamoto. Yeah, Nakamoto admits to the... Well, I mean, he, oh. he doesn't have any remorse. <laughs> That's funny. He I literally just said something that contradicts the next line of your note. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you know that I don't read ahead. <laughs> Well, you have that earache, so it's understandable. <laughs> You're the one with the earache. Oh, you have the toothache. I have the toothache. So. Okay. So. <laughs> it, it impacts my reading abilities. Uh, so Kegra says that he suspected Nakamoto because he mentioned the old man walking a dog. When Kegra uh, talked to Meguri about the old man, he never mentioned the dog. So he went into too many details. Because he was a Sheba-loving fool. So where'd this guy get this dog from? Because it didn't right? seem like they had a dog from the apartment. Did he just steal somebody's dog to walk it? Some old, actual like, old was... man's dog? <laughs> like, what was going on? Oh, sorry. Um, Before we get into that, uh, only somebody from the crime scene could have known it. And it turns out that Nakamoto is actually the old man in a disguise. As he had to stop Kegger from interfering. So where did this dog come from? <laughs> I I don't know. Like, this guy had everything planned to a T. He found out that this restaurant was having a happy hour. He got his hands on some sort of dog. But, why? I don't know. And the dog was, it looked obedient enough. Yeah, it didn't seem like he was a stranger. So it, the unresolved plot hole here. Where the hell did the dog come from? And we'll never know. The off-brand Sheba, where did you get it? <laughs> And uh, Nakamoto admits defeat. He says, Kegger deserves the title Great Detective. And he says, and here I thought detectives were fools. And then he goes, ha, 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 He starts slapping his leg. What a dork. It's not funny, man. I'm going to jail for a long time. Ha, 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 after the ending song, it's revealed that Nakamoto was going to take all the research credit for himself. His friend was standing in the way of his fame and fortune, so he decided to get rid of him. And Kegura then gets another advertisement in the mail, and it's another all-you-can-eat special, Colleen. Who could have guessed? Yeah. However, right. Buzzkill back Ron, back. Ron takes it from him. And walks off disgusted. And Kagura screams, But I promise I won't do anything stupid again. Yeah, it's just so... <laughs> this show is so interesting at how it's able to maintain its, like, slice-of-life-esque-ness... Slice-of-life quality uh, with, like, murder mystery. So Ron isn't angry that her dad might stumble upon another murder. It's more like, I don't want you to get drunk and me have to carry you home again. 
Um, probably a good workout, though. Maybe he should do it more often. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing that she was able to do that. I can't lift so... my father up, so <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so let's thank our Patreon supporters before we wrap up this episode and give our thoughts. Shout out to medium-sized Jeffrey. You know what? We're recording this right before Christmas. Although it's going to come out after Christmas. I didn't think this out there. Um, but anyhow, we're going to supersize them for the holidays. <laughs> supersize Jeffrey. Um, I mean, it, maybe New Year's. It'll probably come out after New I don't know. I'm really behind. Uh, It'll come out in the <laughs> um, holiday season. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, uh, <laughs> happy New Year. Happy New Year to Ryan Self. Happy New Year to Spencer Young. Happy New Year to William Lee. And a big Happy New Year to Big Chief Mason. By the time this comes out, it'll probably be the Chinese New Year. So happy Chinese oh. New Year. <laughs> you know what? Let's just say St. Patrick's Day. You know, just a... you know, Valentine's Day is coming <laughs> up. Maybe we'll have some love brewing on the Patreon. Who knows? Who but, knows? Uh, thank you all. Thank you very much. So, Colleen, what do you think about Detective Conan episode two hundred seven of the detect the 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 deduction that was too good? Uh, what do you think overall about this episode? Um, it was decent. I I didn't mind. Like, I enjoyed watching it enough, but like, it it wasn't anything to write home about. Um. Yeah, some of the Kogro comedy in this is pretty good, but um, yeah, it it was just like, oh well, we found the tape in the first garbage that we like. It was so like, uh, spoon feedy. It's like okay, like what's next? Um. So yeah, Kogro's pretty funny in some parts. Uh, I feel like the best parts for the introduction and the ending scene. Yeah, is all the parts that had nothing to do with the case. <laughs> Basically, like even Conan bringing in Azusa as the witness. I'm just like, where did this come from, Deus as Machina? Yeah, Conan was also like very passive during this episode. It was just weirdly structured. He was. He's like he was there, but I don't remember a lot of what he said or did. For some he doesn't reason. really do anything. He's just kind of along for the ride, and then he's like, "Huh, this sure is going along easy." But I guess I agree with it. Nothing weird here. Yeah, it wasn't until what led him to believe he's just like, "Oh, wait a minute." He mentioned the dog. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, the off-brand Shiba is what did it for Conan. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I thought this was probably, like, the most skippable filler episode. Um, usually the anime originals usually have, like, something fun, if if they're, um, or, you know, some good comedy or something where you're like, well, that wasn't really a waste of time to watch. This one borderlines on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the Kagura stuff, him being drunk was pretty funny, but... Like, overall, I just thought it was a a pretty lame anime original. I thought this idea has been done better in a lot of other episodes. Um, And just coming off the 
streak of episodes we had, like the Black Wings Vicarus, the Tenth Passenger, Metropolitan Police Loves Detective Love Story Three, and then it's like the the wet fart, you know. <laughs> Hey, at least there was but, no uh, Japanese magic in this one. Oh my gosh, the secret word is Kano, and the guy who's my dad's friend named Kano was the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we do have some trivia from the wiki. Uh, in this right, case, Azusa had a completely different makeover from her previous appearance in the mysterious old man disappearance case. So that's why you didn't recognize her. There you go. I love how they call it a makeover, too. Like, that <laughs> it happened on purpose. Yeah, it's more that, like, the artist just <laughs> didn't have a consistent look for her. A big makeover. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a pretty skippable episode. Um, and I don't say that much about Conan, but... I think you can skip past this one uh, pretty easily. Although, I mean, you know, you listen to us talk about it for 30 minutes, so you're not doing much <laughs> skipping, I guess. Yeah, we've now been talking longer <laughs> than the episode. <laughs> this is pretty useless as a guide for if you should watch it or not. I guess we're all deep, too deep into it. Um, you should have said it at the beginning of recording. Like, by the way, guys, just skip... The episode, skip this podcast episode, too. <laughs> skip this podcast, it's shit. <laughs> uh, so, the next episode of the, the show will be a one hour special called The Entrance to the Maze, The Anger of the Colossus. That's what? Such a title. I don't know if that's a good title or a bad title. I guess we're going to have to watch the episode. The entrance to the maze, the anger of... Oh, this is a banger of an episode. I just looked at the wiki page. I think they remade this into a live action special. Oh, okay. See, there was no preview, so I have no clue. I have no clue what we're watching next week. Uh, um, There's like a giant hand. <laughs> like okay. a stand hand. Alright, anyhow. It's a titan. Um, yeah, just wait. You'll see it. Um, the accountant's hint is self-service ropeway. What so, is that? Like a, like, kind of like a ski thing, but different. <laughs> <laughs> Like I think okay, I think like I know a, what you're saying. Uh, like a, a, I don't know, what do you call the things you ride in at the ski resort to get to a lift, oh, ski lift? It's like a ski lift, but uh, rope, <laughs> not skiing. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> like a, the, the, I think the self service part a is air taxi you off. man. You know, so, I don't know. So like you a, pull yourself up using this rope, and I. <laughs> I think that just means you press, you use it yourself. That they don't have it like driver. I think they, you know, like a salt, like a I don't know, a slal, salt. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I will find out. Like, uh, like a cable car system. Okay. Do you know? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. You've seen a cable car go up a mountain. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wait, are you laughing or what's going on here? <laughs> Am I saying the wrong thing? No, Cable you're not. Car. 
I'm no, I, I know like, what you're saying, but the laughing is still because like of like two minutes ago when we were talking about ropes and I don't know. You know, like a like a lift. Yep. Cable cars are things. Like a gondola type it. thing. Isn't a gondola like in what's a gondola? Isn't that oh, in the uh, river? The gondolas in like the canals and like in like Venice. Yeah, it's not like a gondola. What are you doing? No, a cable car, like a you, you got a mountain, right? You got the bottom of the mountain. You got yeah. the top of the mountain, <laughs> and then you go up. In and the you cable. got a cable it goes from one to the other, and you like if you, let's say you're at the bottom, you get in this cart, and then you, it goes around. You know, like um. At Bush Gardens in Tampa, uh, Florida, they have like a cable cart, and you go around the safari, and you can see the animals, and you're like, ah, oh, giraffes. Yeah. So. So I've been in this stuff. This stuff's real. No, no, I know. So if you actually Google gondola, you'll get both of them, right? You'll get the boat, and you'll get the cable car version. I didn't get no. I only saw a boat. I feel like you're making shit up, girl. What are you talking about? Where's the air? Oh, no, never mind. I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This must be a Canadian thing. <laughs> Maybe. Colorado. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> well, I look like an asshole. <laughs> a high-speed okay. chairlift. Oh. So the cable cars are the gondola's much larger cousins. <laughs> yeah, like I really needed to know that. Oh gosh, I didn't know there were so many types of this shit. Anyhow, the content so is self-service oh rope. I didn't realize they were part of the same family of vehicle. Yeah, I thought it was just something in the water <laughs> in Venice. Um. All right, well, we padded out this episode long enough, and I look like a fool. So uh, I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye, and remember, one truth always prevails.